Welcome to the Parent Guide to Education podcast. Today's guest is Nicole, who is here to talk about teen stress and how a box full of joy can help anxious teens. Hello and welcome to this episode of Parent Guide to GCSE. Now, today we're going to be talking about stress, the, the impact that it has on your child and how you can help them manage it, because it's one of the things we get most from parents in terms of questions is how do I help my child I can see that they're stressed what do I do so we've got an expert here to talk you through the whole thing Nicole hello hello nice to meet you nice to meet you so do you want to talk us through kind of who you are and what you do and why you do it Yes, Um, so I'm Nicole, I'm a mum of two and a former secondary school teacher of 10 years and I just in August of 2021 I created a box full of joy. Um, So I've six months in to um, starting my business and the whole purpose behind the business is to help anxious teens who don't feel good enough who feel pressure from all angles and are unable to um, revise or study effectively because of that. And um, it, yeah, it's, it started from the passion that I had when I was teaching of looking after the children pastorally. You know, people came to me to share their worries and their stresses um, and they knew that I wouldn't be piling the pressure on to them and that I would listen and that they had a safe space to talk and share. So it comes from that place. And um, so now I create different products and um, have different services to help with that. Amazing. It's amazing. Really exciting. So what's the, what was the journey from teacher to doing this? How did you how did you make that decision? Was it a quick thing? Was it something you built up to or? So it actually, um, it started with some health issues for my son um, back in July 2020. Um, he, he got diagnosed with epilepsy and um, that for our family was you know, a massive shock and a massive change and a pivotal moment for us. Um, I was teaching then in the September and I kept getting called out for, uh, to go to him um, when he had his seizures. And I knew that I needed to be there, um, be there at pickup and drop off. And I knew that actually um, that was that was really, really important. So I started actually creating resources for him, uh, who's a bit younger than the GCSE age, um, to communicate his feelings. And I started researching a lot into neuroscience and trying to understand how his brain worked and the different things that the, um, you know, the, the epilepsy caused um, and the seizures and things like that and then I decided to leave teaching in July 2021 um, to be there for my family but also to pursue that passion of seeing while teaching during the pandemic just the massive increase in anxiety and I thought let's go for it I teach the teach the kids to be the change that you want to see in the world and that they can they have the tools to do whatever they want to do so I thought I'd take my own advice and try it <laughs> and Brilliant. so I started in August 2021. Wow fabulous and so so needed because uh, as I said that's it's the thing we're hearing the most from parents is their children are just really stressed and anxiety well if you've not experienced it it sounds like 
or you're just making a bit of a fuss. That's the kind of, that's the go-to response in your brain. If you've experienced it and you know how debilitating it is and how it just shuts everything else down, you can really see the the impact that that could have on just every day, the, the studying, the revising, the, the being at school and focusing. And so- Let alone sitting in an exam hall. Yeah. That first five minutes waiting, you're not allowed to read anything, you're just yeah. waiting. The, the levels of anxiety must be well debilitating yeah yeah so yes, absolutely so in terms of tips for parents what's the sort of thing that you would advise where, where would parents start if their children are feeling stressed are feeling anxious so um, an exercise that I find really useful for myself because I am naturally a warrior and especially since you know the health issues with my son I find myself spiraling a lot <laughs> and that's something I saw in the students so I like to break it down and think about what things can you control so writing down worries getting them to write down their worries is key because it gets those thoughts out of their head and it's very therapeutic in that way um, but then trying to break down what things can they control and what things can't they control? Because actually I'm a doer in times of stress. This is why I started this business. This is why I created resources to help my son and then help others because I needed that outlet <laughs> to do. So um, by breaking down what they can and can't control, um, there's, there's got to be a way to try and focus on the things that are within their control. So then they can start to make an action plan for those things. So, for example, if they don't like geography and they think they're rubbish at geography, let's say that that, that is a thought. Um, and they think about actually what are the things that they can control about geography and what are the things they can't. So the things they can't control about geography is maybe they have a strict teacher that is totally outside of their control. Um, it's unfortunate, but there's nothing they can do about that. So they've got to focus on the things they can do. Think about um, what I find powerful is reframing, trying to reframe your thoughts, because that's something that I've been doing. It's not an easy process and it takes a long time to do it, but it's like a little habit, just bit by bit, breaking down those default thoughts. Um, so focusing on the things like, OK, actually, I enjoy rivers in geography or, you know, um, I've got two friends in geography. How can I then change how I am? You know, I am thinking, I am acting. Those are the things within control to make geography a better experience for them. Um, you know, so yeah, breaking down things they can and can't control, I think helps making an action plan to deal with some of those worries. Um, and as a parent as well, um, just acknowledging their feelings, being that safe space that they can come to, I think is absolutely key. They may not want to talk to you. <laughs> um, they, they may want to just deal with things themselves, but actually knowing that you're there when they decide to talk to you is so important. So being present and just open to hearing when they're struggling, um, I think is key as a parent. Mm. So with the things that they can't control, is there a strategy? I mean, I guess there's less strategies, but what should they do? What's the first stage? Um, so for those things that they can't control, there's some different coping strategies. Um, trying to, I mean, the main focus is focusing on the things they can control, but it's little reset things when they're thinking about those things they can do simple things like different breathing techniques or 
um, if they're spiraling in their room, they can get out, break that cycle, get out in nature, even things like when they're sitting at the desk, not in the class, <laughs> but if they're just worrying about it at night, just getting up, um, doing, moving their body, doing some star jumps, things like that. Um, at cl- in school, when they are feeling worried, they could um, clench and unclench their fists 10 times, just something to try and reset those mm. spiraling thoughts um, to try and let go of those things they can't control. Again, it's not simple, but it's practicing and then focusing on the things that they can. Yeah. So as a parent, if you're downstairs and you suddenly hear 10 thuds from upstairs, <laughs> it's time to take them a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> they're feeling stressed and they're trying to do something about it. <laughs> gotcha. So a box full of joy, what does it actually contain? So I've got a few different boxes and some for younger, younger kids with sensory toys, um, pads to help them communicate their feelings. And for teenagers, um, I have things in there such as uh, journals and uh, pads. Again, to I've got a when I worry pad, which thinks about what you can and can't control. I've got pads that help with overwhelm um, and thinking about prioritizing for maybe some of the older students. And I have a card pack with um, to help with exam stress specifically, with affirmations in with encouraging quotes, with practical coping strategies and a number of revision strategies to try as well. Amazing, because it's the sort of thing that, again, if you've not if you've not been there, if you've not tried it, things like meditation and affirmations feel really, I don't know, I mean, slightly American, like yeah. that's being <laughs> like, I am awesome. But no, it's it's the stuff it's to counteract the little voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough, isn't it, really? Yeah. The, the the little voice that says, oh, you're going to be rubbish at this, you're going to fail all your exams and gets all really dramatic. It's counteracting that and, and replacing it in your brain with the positive voice that says, no, do you know what? Yeah. I am actually really good at learning this thing. I'm really good at remembering such and such. I, I am capable of doing this. And I, I use them regularly because even as an adult, Drowning out that little voice is not an easy thing. And affirmations are a really good way to do that. So I love that idea. Can you give us a couple of examples? Yes. So, um, yeah, and likewise with the affirmations, it's tricky to go from some of the I'm rubbish to I'm amazing. And it's not about that. It's about making, for example, the little steps. And it's like a river. If you dam it and you divert maybe 5% and then divert 10% and then 15 And it's about building those things up is what I say to some of the teams that I work with and the parents. Um, so we've got things. Something I'm really passionate about is that people are not defined by their results. I really want all children to know that because unfortunately, sometimes they are told that they are defined by their results. So that is something that's on one of my one of my cards. You are not. I am not defined by my results. Um, things like I can do hard things because, yeah, it's hard. It's it's a struggle when you're feeling anxious. It's not easy at all, but it's understanding you can do it, even though it's hard. I am letting go of all negative thoughts about my exams is another you know, I have many t- skills and talents, 
because actually building yourself up and you know making sure that you tell your brain that you can do it and that you do have lots of skills and talents um, is is super important for just diverting those negative thoughts like you said I suppose it's mostly to do with your subconscious because your conscious brain is the kind of the rational part and the subconscious is where the little voice comes from but your subconscious learns from the things around you that you you see it when you hear stories of of children who perhaps don't get the the praise and the positivity at home or at school or wherever it is and they start to internalize that because that's what they hear so that's what they believe because yeah. your subconscious is kind of stupid and it believes what you tell it so if you tell it all the positive things if you repeat the positive affirmations that's that's when it starts to sink in and that's part of the the benefits of meditation coming in there as well because it helps you to sort of tune in a little bit more but it's the sort of thing that I can see really making a huge difference to teenagers but I can also see it being a slightly tough sell like you've got a, a teenager who's a little bit skeptical, like, really, you're going to buy me a pack of cards and it's going to make me feel better. Yeah, but there's stationery so, as well. Stationery oh, works we love every stationary. child ever. Yeah, stationery pads. It's all good. Yeah. What's my favourite thing about being a teenager? Yeah. Just stationery. <laughs> New shiny pens and pads. Oh. Well, we've got, yeah, yeah, we got a 13-year-old and it's all about mm. new pads of this, new pads, pads of this. Yeah. yeah. So, well, the cards, you know, the cards, they look beautiful as well. You can't see them, obviously, on the uh, podcast, but <laughs> they they are beautiful. And also, they're, I, with, all, with all my resources, I'm all about empowering teens, children to use them. So introducing them, I think, is key. So introducing them, uh, for example, with some of the pads that helped my son, uh, when he was feeling angry, I would not be introducing the pad when he was angry because he'd just throw it. So I had to introduce it at calm moments, just have it on the table, have it around and just make it seem like it was his choice to use it. Um, and then now he's like, this is my pad. Like, this is my pad. He goes to circle his feelings um, whenever. And some of the some of the teams that have these cards um, there's so many different ways I'm seeing now that people are using them, which is so great. Um, some just decide to say if they are revising, they might just pick a new strategy for themselves if they're struggling and try that out. So they just pick one of the cards of the revision strategies. Um, some people take a whole pack in their bags. One one mother um, just sent me a, mess, a message with a picture of one of the encouraging quotes that they've popped in their child's lunchbox as a little kind of pick me up. I know some people would find that maybe a bit embarrassing, but others, depending on your child, mm. might actually really need to know that what they have to offer the world is valuable. Shine your light so others can see. That was what they put in their thing. So you know, it's, it's about adapting and using them, enabling them to use them if they're struggling. Oh, you know, what about those coping strategies in the car pack? Why don't you pick one rather than saying you need to do this? You know, there's a variety that, that cover so many different things. Some of them may not be for everyone. People, some people won't, won't want to do the breathing exercises, but others might be like, actually, I would like to write down my thoughts or think about, um, getting out in nature or you know all of the other things so hopefully you know there's there's things for everyone in there yeah well, that's what I like about it it sounds really practical 
because sometimes you you have these strategies that people talk about and it's a bit like mm, I'm not sure that that's going to be the thing that works and because it's this one strategy to try it's it's a kind of make or break it you know it, it will either work or it won't work whereas when you've got all those different options you can pick what's right in the moment and you can find out what works best for your child because I mean it's such a spectrum anyway in terms of stress and anxiety and just from the the minor little niggly worries to the completely you know almost panic attack situations it's it's then being able to have that range of strategies which is why I really really liked the sound of what you were doing because it just there are just so many choices there are the options that your child needs so that sounds fabulous can I just ask, um, we did a podcast with a bunch of students and they all reported um, basically the, the biggest stress. I know that stress is different for every individual, but most of it came from the fact that they knew full well they didn't start revising early enough. They had PlayStation to the max, got to February of year 11 and thought, ah, we've got a problem here. Now, so, so that is in some respects self-inflicted. I know some students, obviously, it's it's not a choice. It's just how they're wired. Yeah. Um, is there any advice around, you know, avoiding stress? I, I know that we would say all day long, just start revising earlier. Yeah. Um, Little and often. <clears throat> yeah, that, that was definitely a key thing. I was like, right, let's start making notes from, la- revision notes from last year, right in September, so before, you know, of year 11. Um, so then you've got them all ready for, you know, for Easter or without having to make the revision notes. Obviously, said not everyone um, follows those instructions. Majority, <laughs> according to our podcast, it was. Um, yeah, yeah these, was, and these were bright kids, yeah. but that's part of the problem. Is they knew they could coast up until that point a little bit. It's it's why we made our revision plan generator because if you leave it to them, they'll take three days slash weeks slash months to make something that's super beautiful and like highlighted and covered in glitter, but oh my word, just make something and stick to it. It doesn't need to be pretty and complicated with, you you can do it in 10 minutes with the, with the generator, just pop in your subjects, pop in your term dates, go. And, (laughs) and then it, because it tells you what to do, it takes away the stress and the overwhelm of, oh my goodness, where do I even start? start? Yeah. That's the other big issue is there's so much for them to cover. Yeah. It's knowing quite where to begin. So, so yeah, dealing with the, the overwhelm is a big part of that too. Yeah. But um, in terms of, have there been any strategies you've found that work in terms of getting kids to start that a little bit sooner? Um, <laughs> yeah. Without, that's, without nagging. Without, yeah. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> you could tell them and create different you know points of oh there we go this is I mean I I I am it depends like you said on the child because some like that planning and have those if they set a deadline for me if I set a deadline I need to do it by that point it does put more pressure on myself but then it's the enough pressure that makes me do it and not procrastinate um so it's just the little deadlines would be better than leaving all all of the revision till easter onwards so i mean that's that's helpful for me um and again one of my pads i have um get your thoughts down on paper mm-hmm. and then three priorities so that it's not too overwhelming even though people are saying oh i, I need a to-do list that's got 10 on 
that actually if you don't achieve those 10 things in the day it makes you feel not good enough it makes you you know reinforce some of those default thoughts when actually if you've done those three things you can therapeutically tick them off (laughs) which I love and um, you then feel like you've accomplished something so I would yeah I would say set some goals and you know make them achievable and not too many definitely yeah I and I found that when I had that to-do list of 10 things, yeah. I would just get so overwhelmed by yeah. it because I'd want to go through them in order because they're in a list. Yeah. And then if I didn't prioritize them to start with, then I'd be doing stupid things. So I actually switched to a mind map for my to-do list. And I only have like four branches tops with little things to do. And because mm-hmm. I tend to do it on my iPad, I then rub them out <laughs> when I've done them. So that is for me, that's my ticking off. That's my therapeutic thing but because they're not in a list I can pick the things that are then most important more easily whereas my brain just wouldn't let me do that when it was in the list it's like no, no. You do the thing that's best <laughs> craziness right fabulous mm. um any further top tips or that are worth passing along other than grab yourself a box full of joy obviously <laughs> we'll ask you about where people can find in a moment yeah, I think, you know, as as a parent of a team that's going through GCSEs and other um, exams, just, yeah, be, being there for them, reiterating, being there for them, being, acknowledging their feelings, that they are feeling stressed rather than dismissing them, uh, I think is key. Because I know if someone... Um, dismisses if I say I'm really worried about that so I was like oh it's okay just you'll be fine that that makes me feel unheard and unseen and you know so I think that even just a little step like that of acknowledging the feelings and letting them know you're there is is the best thing that you can do for them amazing fabulous and so where will we find this fantastic uh, box full of joy so yeah, you can go to my website, which I will put in the link. In the notes, fabulous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is a box full of joy uk.co.uk. And um, you can follow along on Instagram, um, which again will be in the links. Um, I had to add some dots in because there was someone called a box full of joy. um so and again with the uk on the end and um i also have a free group for parents of anxious and stressed out teens on facebook again which will be in the links where i share different tips for dealing specifically with kind of pressures um of exams and schools and things like that too fantastic amazing well thank you ever so much and uh, hopefully parents can take away some some really useful practical tips for helping their child deal with the the stresses and anxieties. And between us all, we can try and reduce (laughs) some of that stress, which is what we're all here for. So thank you again. Thank you very much. Absolutely, thank you. (laughs) 